Hello, I'm Wendy Rigby, host of the podcast, Texas Biobites from Texas Biomed. Today, we're talking about some of the most important people on our campus, the veterinary research technicians, sometimes referred to as nurses for animals. 38 vet techs and three vet tech supervisors work at the Southwest National Primate Research Center on the Texas Biomed campus. What they do each and every day is vital to our scientific mission to eradicate the threat of infectious diseases and advance knowledge that impacts human health around the globe. Meet some of the people who deliver great care to our hundreds of non-human primates and rodents. My name is Lori Condell. I'm a veterinary research technician supervisor. I supervise the baboon clinical animals and do the colony maintenance for the baboons. How long have you worked here? I've been here 19 years. You must like it. I love it. It's the animals that make you uh, enjoy wanting to come to work every day, just in the interaction and everything that we get to have with them. Veterinary technicians are sometimes described as nurses for animals. Do you think that's an apt description? Yes, I do. I mean, they come in with an injury, something like that. They expect us to uh, treat them and be able to return back to the colony or to be able to be used on a research study. So we care for them behaviorally, we care for them clinically, and we keep them healthy enough to help us with doing research. So what's it like having a monkey as a patient? It's great. Um, we see them daily. We get to interact with them daily. We feed them. We give them puzzles to help with their rehabilitation. When you say puzzles, explain that. So they get these toys. Maybe they came in for a wrist injury. The behavior department puts a PVC device together, and it may be a tube that has holes in it to where they have to retrieve certain objects out of it. So it'll help in their physical therapy of being able to rehab that wrist or that injury that they have. Laurie took me to the clinical hospital where animals get the kind of care you might find people getting at a doctor's office. But they may come in for uh, an infection. They may come in for a virus. They can get colds. They can get you know, pneumonia. Anything that a person can get, they can also get. And so they will come into the clinical hospital and be treated by a veterinarian for that. I mean, it, it looks like a bigger version of your dog and cat veterinary clinic. Absolutely. So we can have, you know, as many animals that want to come in for the day in the treatment room at one time. In this other room over here, we have a x-ray where we can take x-rays of animals. We may look at them for a heart problem, or we may look at them to see if they have pneumonia or something that they may have ingested in their housing. And then they can also move into the ultrasound room where we mostly do ultrasound of pregnancies, but they can also ultrasound to see if they have something going on with their kidneys or their liver or their heart. Laurie also took me to some of the caging areas for baboons where vet techs and veterinarians were conducting twice yearly health checks. The animals are brought into the separator area where they're staged to be run in and be uh, sedated so that the veterinarian can get down and do physical exams on the animal, looking for anything that's abnormal with the animal. And then if we find any abnormalities, then they get transferred into the veterinary hospital to get followed up. So this is quite the operation here. Absolutely. 
This is a daily routine for these guys. Uh, we have a colony of almost a thousand animals and each animal gets looked at twice a year for general physical exams. The veterinarians who work at the SNPRC say they could not do their job without the help of vet techs. My name is Shannon Hollerstone and I am a veterinarian here at Texas Biomed um, and I take care of all the species of animals that we have here. Tell us what veterinary technicians do. Um, the veterinary technicians are the first line of defense, I say. Um, they take care of the animals on a daily basis. Sometimes they clean cages, sometimes they feed them, um, but most of all, most importantly, is observations to make sure the animals are healthy and have no lacerations or look sick. Um, and then if they do, they notify us so that we can take care of them. So would you agree that vet techs are sort of the nurses for animals? I definitely would agree. Um, they are very helpful in definitely, I would say, bedside manner with the animals. Um, and they know them very well, better than we do, because they see them on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Do they help you in surgery? Definitely. They have, we have what's called a scrub nurse who assists us in surgery. Sometimes we even have them scrub in with us, and they'll actually help with the surgery. But they are very important in monitoring anesthesia for the animals to make sure that they stay happy and healthy while under anesthesia. What would your work life be like without veterinary technicians? It would be very, very hard to do anything without a very good technician. So when we have them, we like to hold on to them as best as we can. Um, but I would not be able to do my job um, if I didn't have a good technician alongside me. What are the challenges that vet techs who work in a biomedical research setting face? It's a lot different than clinical medicine. Um, they get to do a lot more, so that's good. Um, but the challenges of knowing the different animals, because they're not common animals, um, and all the different signs, because all animals are different, just like all people are different. Um, so knowing the ins and outs um, of each individual animal, and we have a lot of animals here. So it's a lot um, to know and get to know every single animal. I noticed when I was in there the other day, when you were conducting the annual checks, on some of the monkeys, that the vet techs brought in a baby with the mama. Is that common practice? It seemed so sweet and wonderful for the infant. Uh, definitely. All babies are brought in with their moms until they're weaned. They stay with their moms. So anytime we have a physical exam on a mom, the baby will come along with it. So we just take special attention to the baby and give it love and care while mom is getting checked out, but they also get their checkup as well. So the vet techs help with that too. It's the hardest job that we say that we have when somebody has to sit there and hold and cuddle the baby. But yes, they definitely are the ones that take care of that. What qualities do you look for in a helpful veterinary technician? Um, the qualities I look for are somebody who's very caring because we want somebody to take the best care of our animals, but also somebody who is knowledgeable um, about what the species needs and um, the cues that they may give out to say that they're either sick or they need something, um, and definitely somebody who's honest. How would you characterize the vet tech staff at Texas Biomed and the SNPRC? I have to say it's one of the things that drew me down to Texas Biomed. Um, I was able to stay here for a week prior to being hired here, so I got to see and meet a lot of the technicians, and they are actually what drew me in. Most of them had been here for a very long time that I worked with, so you could tell that they really care about the animals, and it's not just a job. And so finding the people that really care about the animal and it's not just a job that they have to do every day is very, very rare. So I was very happy that I got to meet them prior. And like I said, they kind of made my decision of coming down here from my previous job. 
Texas Biomed is home to more than monkeys. We have a growing vivarium for rodents. Vet techs are essential here too. My name is Allison Wiggum. I am the vivarium supervisor. So that means that I am in charge of the day-to-day -day operations in our rodent colony. And right now we have hamsters and mice on campus. How are these mice used in biomedical research here? The mice are the first species used in animal research before the projects proceed onto higher level animals such as non-human primates. So mice are, they're kind of like the workhorses of biomedical research, aren't they? They really are. They're the first line when new studies need to be tested. They're the tried and true animal model that's been used on a large scale, especially in the states since the early 1900s. And most of our strains have been bred in the United States specifically for research. And that started in the early 1900s on the East Coast. How many mice do we have here and what kinds do we have? We are a very small facility, especially compared to some of the other um, academic research institutions or some of the larger scale facilities such as pharmaceutical companies in that we only have about 2,000 mice on campus, but we are growing and we do have multiple strains. We have um, the more common C57 blacks, those are the little black furry mice, and then we also have bulb Cs, which are little white mice, and then we have some other strains. Um, it's just a bunch of alphabet soup, DBA, CBA, very different species strains that are very specific to what they're used for, but we've got little brown mice as well. People listening may have heard of knockout mice. What are those, and do we have any of those? Knockout mice, that's when you take a very specific gene that you don't want expressed, and then you essentially knock it out or turn it off either by tweaking the gene um, through a more scientific approach or breeding it out of that strain. And we do have uh, several different species on campus that are used for different types of research and they're really specific to what they're used for. So it would just be a string of letters and numbers to designate them, but suffice it to say that yes, we do have knockout mice on campus. How did you end up becoming a vet tech? I started working as a kennel assistant back in high school and then I moved up to being a vet tech in a small animal clinic. I worked with dogs and cats and the odd bird or hamster. And then I did that for about eight years. And when I moved to San Antonio, I looked into being a baboon tech. And I worked in the baboon colony here for a couple of years before I went towards the mouse route. Mice are the most commonly used species in biomedical science, and I wanted to get that experience. And I went and worked um, at a facility that had nude mice. And then I came back to Texas Biomet when they started to ramp up their small animal vivarium. And I leapt at the opportunity to come back and to really work with a, a really neat species that's often overlooked. People tend to dismiss the mice, but once you've been working with them, they all have their very specific personalities, just like any other species. They just don't quite have the drama and glitter that you get with the non-human primate species that we have on campus. What do you do to take care of these animals and meet their needs? So we have a lot of them. They live about five to a cage. They're in their little family groups or their little bachelor groups. 
So every day, every cage gets checked. We check the animals to make sure that everybody looks healthy and happy. And then we also check to make sure that they have food and water. Unlike some other animal species, especially like your dogs and cats at home, mice get fed a large amount and then they self-monitor so they eat what they need so you can keep their hoppers filled without having to personally go and fill every feeder twice a day like you would for your animals at home. So that really helps us with our time management since we don't necessarily have to do that. We just have to top off every now and then. So the main thing that we check is that their water bottles are filled and that everybody has a clean home and that everybody looks well. Um, it's really quick. They snuggle a lot. So usually if somebody's not snuggling with their buddies, that's a, that's a red flag and we look into that. So while I've been around here, I've noticed someone cleaning cages. How often do these cages get cleaned? With our cages, we have different types of bedding, and based on the bedding and the animal needs, such as age and some of the different strains, that determines how often you change their bedding. But usually, the general rule of thumb is that they get changed once a week. And what do they eat, mouse chow? They do. We have um, different types of mouse diet, but it's all essentially just mouse chow different protein values and different um, ways it's been treated for sanitation purposes such as irradiated feed for some of our more sensitive animals but it is it is mouse chow. So some people describe vet techs as nurses for animals. What do you like best about being a vet tech? The best thing about being a vet tech for me really is Working with animals, you get to learn their language. They can't tell you it's wrong, so you get really good at reading body language and just taking a glance at an animal and just knowing something is wrong. Whereas with a human, they might give you a story about why they feel a certain way or kind of skirt the truth. With an animal, they're not, they don't have the same agenda or thought process. They'll hide what's wrong because that's how they are in the wild. They don't want to be the target. But once you know what your species, how they normally act, any abnormal behavior really is a red flag. If you know a certain monkey always comes to the front of the cage when somebody comes in to say hi, with that monkey sitting in the back, you know something's not going right. If a mouse isn't cuddling with the rest of her group, you know she's not feeling well. So you just really get to learn body language and you understand your different species because every species has a different language. So I just think it's really neat to become versed in baboon or mouse or hamster the same as you would when your dog comes to reach you at the door. You know what's normal for your dog. So when he's not doing that, you know something's wrong. It's the same thing we apply to the animals we take care of in research. They get that same care, that same one-on-one -on -one with their vet techs. So I think it's just a really special bond that you can form with some very um, interesting and unique species that you won't normally be exposed to. How important are vet techs to the mission of biomedical research in a place like Texas Biomed? Your vet techs are the feet on the ground. They're the ones that see these animals every day. They're the ones that develop that bond along with the caretakers who provide the husbandry skills. But those are your first eyes on an animal when they don't feel well. And then the veterinarian is brought in to check on them. And then the research staff is included on that. But your vet tech 
is your eyes and ears. They're the ones that know these animals the best. They know what's wrong, what's going right. They're the people that have their eyes on the animals. So they're essentially your first line of defense when anything turns up wrong. Supervisor Laurie Condell wants the community to know how well all of the animals at Texas Biomed are treated. What would you like people to know about the use of animals in biomedical research that you think they might not know? So I think after working in the uh, private setting with dogs and cats, I think that many people think that working in research, um, that different things are done to animals and that they're not treated uh, fairly. And I think um, working in a research facility after 19 years, I can say that um, the animals are treated better than most of our pets that we have. They're seen every day. They are given treats every day. They are watched closely every day. There's a lot more interaction with people. And so they're just happy and healthy. You've been listening to Texas Biobites from Texas Biomed. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe. You can sign up by email on our website, txbiomed.org or you can find us on common podcast platforms. We love sharing our science. Thanks for listening. I'm Wendy Rigby.